what it mean to me. Capital, go and make that history. I got a couple scholars to the left of me. Welcome to GWSB Proud, a podcast all about why are you proud of GWSB? My name is Liesl Riddle and I am the Associate Dean for Graduate Programs here at George Washington University School of Business. And I have the great pleasure of sitting down with GW alumni, faculty, staff, and students to hear why they are GWSB Proud. Well, welcome to the podcast today. I am so fortunate to be joined with by Andrew Seal, who is our Global MBA alum from the class of 2012, was 2012, it? 2012, yeah. right. It seems like it was yesterday, Andrew. I can't believe uh, that it's been actually that long. Well, welcome. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself right now, Andrew. Where are you working? Where are you living? What's life like after GWSB? It, it does exist in case you're still in business school. <laughs> there is life after business school, um, so don't be worried. It's fantastic. Uh, you'll get there if you're, if you're in business school right now. I know it seems like a lot of work <laughs> if you're a current student. Uh, I live in upstate New York, um, just south of the Adirondacks, kind of really just kind of between the Adirondacks and the Catskills. Uh, I work for GE with my wife and a dog, and uh, I'm in the renewable energy business. Oh, that is so fantastic. And it's, so, it's such a pleasure to see students like you that come into our program with hopes and dreams and aspirations and interests, and then to spend time sort of co-crafting with you that future, and then to see where that lands. And now you're here giving back. We're so grateful that you've come in for the podcast today. I couldn't be happier to be here. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me, Liesl. So let's, let's walk back to before you came to GW. Sure. You have kind of an interesting story, I think, to kind of share about before business school. What was your life like? How did you start to think about business school in general as being that next step solution for you and why GW? Sure, so I didn't have a plan to go to business school when I was an undergrad. Um, I didn't have a plan to do what I ended up doing after undergrad while I was an undergrad. It was my sophomore year, uh, September 11th happened. For me, that was a pretty much a life-changing event. I think for for folks in my generation, that was like our Pearl Harbor kind mm -hmm. of event in the way that mm -hmm. you know some a previous generation had experienced. That really changed the course of what I wanted to do. I felt like I had to do something. I went down to the recruiter's office, Marine Corps recruiter's office, short, shortly thereafter, enlisted in the Marine Corps. Um, my parents insisted that I finish college. I did. Um, so right after, right after graduating college, I enlisted in Marine Corps and was in boot camp for 13 weeks in 2004, and then went to officer candidate school for 10 weeks in the same year, so 23 weeks of boot camp in one year, that was a lot of fun, and deployed three times in the Marine Corps. Um, First deployment was to Iraq in a combat role, uh, leading uh, Marines in combat in Iraq as a platoon commander. I was stationed in Ramadi. Um, luckily, was able to bring everyone home. We had some, you know, we had some challenges. We we fought the bad guys in Western Iraq, but uh, I was lucky enough to bring everyone home alive. Thank you for your service. My pleasure. It was one of my proudest moments um, to be able to to bring all those guys home. Um, I deployed twice after that in expeditionary units, and I just made the determination that the Marine Corps is not going to be a lifelong career for me, like a lot of people do. Uh, but I definitely had that sense of duty and 
purpose that the, I think the Marine Corps really instills in you, but also my September 11th experience um, really made me feel. And uh, one of the pieces of advice I got from some of my mentors in the Marine Corps was, you know, when you when you leave the Marine Corps, you're going to do great things, but it's very easy to plateau in your career if there's maybe not one other, you know, distinguishing thing for you. And even just to get a leg up in the civilian world, going to business school is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I actually remembered I was talking to the admissions uh, team. Um, I think we were getting ready to deploy my second time because I think I had deferred a year. I think I was actually accepted and our deployment got extended and um, I had to come like the following year, which was nice because I got a little time off from being in the Marine Corps to starting business school. So, um, yeah, you know, joining uh, GW and you know, why GW for me was, it was multifaceted. Um, I'm originally from this area. I grew up in Maryland. Um, DC is kind of like a second home for me and I had been living and deploying out of California for several years. So I was really happy to come back to this area, but also at that time, and I would still say now, there's probably only maybe three or four cities in the United States that have a really great exposure potential for renewable energy, and DC is among those. Um, this was still, I would say, during the period of time where folks were saying, I don't know, you know, is renewable energy gonna happen? You know, what, is this just some subsidy program from the government? But you know, I'm here to say, you know, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. I think there's going to be 10 to 12 gigawatts of just onshore wind installed this year. Every major bank is involved in lending. Um, and it's just been a, it's been a wonderful uh, career that GW helped set me up for. Well, that's wonderful to hear. I mean, you were a real leader, a real voice, I think, for the issues <clears throat> around our curricular development in issues related to, to energy. Um, can you talk a little bit about what some of your highlights were though when you were on campus, not just in terms of the curriculum and, and so on, but the people that you met, the things that you did. How did you spend your time in school? So I probably spent too much time studying and uh, focused on just everything career-wise. I would say the one regret I have from GW, which is, if you're going to have one, this is just not spending enough time socializing. But I will say, the I, I did get to spend a fair amount of time socializing with a student organization that I was involved with, with which is called the Energy Group at the time. And I had a lot of great experiences with peers who were part of that. It was a very interested, uh, passionate group of people who were interested in all things renewable energy. Um, and you were so kind to help guide and mentor me and my uh, colleagues at the time uh, to help us create some specialized course curriculum that were renewable energy focused so when we could talk to an employer in that area and a company and have like a very kind of uh, very professional like on the same level of knowledge type conversation about current events in the industry instead of being a I'm a student can I learn more about, you know, it, it just completely mm-hmm. changed the conversation when mm-hmm. when we were able to have that industry-relevant experience that you were so kind to help us uh, bring here. 
Well, it was truly, I think, as I remember, your real passion and advocacy that said, you know, you made the business case to me. I mean, you, did, you put your good MBA skills uh, to, to, to work there uh, by persuading me to saying, look, we really needed to be taking this seriously and thinking about this deeply. And I love opportunities like that for us to kind of think about what's coming next in our curriculum and being able to bring students with an interest and a passion like yours and others and then bringing together some of our employers, other people in our, our local community. I mean, DC is a wonderful backyard to be able to pull leading thought experts mm -hmm. on an emerging topic and really do co-craft uh, uh, curricula. So it wouldn't have happened if it wouldn't have been for your advocacy probably. And I think you were also, you and, and so that leadership of that energy club, I think really was the, the thread that brought it all together, this sort of concert of actors. I remember we had that little focus group night. Remember that we brought all right. those different, that little sort of ca the corporate kitchen cabinet together and you and the energy club and watching the students and those experts in the field kind of go back and forth and kind of really etch out this is what we need to really be doing in our curriculum was an incredibly, I think, rewarding experience for me, very insightful, and I think the, the curriculum really, really benefited from it. And it's a model that I really do like to follow. Well, I just gotta say, you know, in retrospect, I, I probably took for granted the fact that you guys had such a, a focus on students and the flexibility to say, hey, you know, this is something we'll entertain. I think a lot of places don't really have that. It's like, no, you're in our business school, mm -hmm. here's the hurdles you run over, and then you, you cross the finish line, and then the next folks start the race. Uh, that was not my experience at all, in a very good way, being here and, and being a part yeah. of that. I'm really, really glad to, to hear it. Let's talk to a little bit about some of the people that you met when, when you were here. Sure. Think about some of your memories. Who were some of your favorite faculty that taught you in the classroom? Uh, you know, I really love uh, learning from Bill Handorf. I think he's still here. He is still here. Um, you betcha. You know, he did such a great job um, making finance like a, a something that was learnable. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, myself included, before that, thought that this is some kind of special, mystical thing that only people who have certain uh, life experience or skill sets can ever begin to learn. And I was shocked at uh, how quickly he was able to bring somebody like me up to speed who had really no background in it besides balancing my checkbook and paying credit card bills. And, um, you know, I just felt so confident in that area after having spent time with him. It's just, just what a wonderful person mm -hmm. um, and just his ability to I think just lead by example of like what a great professor is um, and he would come out to those events that we would have fundraisers for local charities and so he he, he was uh, he's, he is and I'm, I'm just so glad that he's still here and the students get to spend time learning with him absolutely absolutely what about friends in the program anybody you want to give a shout out to anybody you're still in touch with or wish you were still in touch with oh my gosh uh aaron menken i gotta give a sh mm -hmm. big shout out he was a, a big uh friend and mentor of mine uh everybody who was in the energy group that i was with you know just like i i, I gotta thank so much the the time and effort that they put into putting the conference together that mm -hmm. we had the business response to climate change mm -hmm. twice while i was here um, you know, just a wonderful group of people that uh, I would say a lot of them have really moved into some great uh, jobs in the industry as well. So, yeah, I, 
I, I don't spend as much time as I'd like still corresponding to those folks, but I'm looking forward to seeing them again soon. Well, that's great. And we, we look forward to seeing them on campus again soon, too. You had a very, very creative class, I think, that you were a part of. And we did a lot of really, I think, interesting things uh, together in the time that you all were, were here. So while you were here, what role did the Career Center kind of play in sort of your time on campus? So I think the Career Center really is what you make of it. You know, I, and I think there's a spectrum of where people are on the, the career search. You know, I, I think a lot of time can and should be spent reflecting on what is it that I think I'd like to do and what do I think that I'm good at mm -hmm. and what is an area that is like a, a, a big trend that's going to be around for a while that I can really make like a career out of. Um, it's important to do that for yourself. And if you can't do that for yourself, the Career Center can help you with that. Certainly. Um, yeah. You know, some, you know, some folks are, I think, a little disillusioned, like, oh my gosh, now I'm back in school. What do I, what do I want to do? I maybe had a thought, maybe it's changing. That's okay. You know, it's okay to be uncomfortable in your career search. And it's probably a good thing in some ways because it makes you question you know, what is it that you think you're good at? What is it that you think you can really do to make a difference? And, you know, what does that combination look like? Mm -hmm. um, and I think the Career Center can ho help you focus more than anything. So, but if, if you're past that and you're at the point where, hey, you know, I, I think I know what I want to do. Um, I'd like to find maybe some, some of the leading um, companies in that field. Could you maybe give me a recommendation, help me identify who some of the alumni are, just give me some thoughts around these businesses in general, and then even pass that to say, hey, here are the three companies I really want to work for, you know, I really want to get my resume ready for them, help me study for case competition type stuff, um, or case interviewing, and kind of everywhere in between. So I think the Career Center, again, is really what you make of it, and it really depends on kind of where are you in that journey from... I don't know what I want to do to here's who I want to work for. Um, just make it very clear that uh, where you are on that journey, I think, and they'll help you along and just go there, spend time with those folks. You were recruited into GE's leadership program, right? That's right. Right out of, uh, right out of your time with us. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. So it was called the Renewable Energy Leadership Program. They've rebranded it, but it's essentially still the same thing. It's mm -hmm. like an executive training um, program that a lot of kind of Fortune 500 companies have. Um, the model is similar to uh, what many folks may have seen if you've been in the kind of corporate area before, where you'll go in, do two years as a, you know, you're characterized essentially as a rotational person. And um, in my specific instance, you did four six-month rotations. Sometimes there'll be uh, three eight-month rotations, and they'll put you in different functions. So I spent time um, on our on our services business, um, you know, helping asset owners improve the reliability and performance of their asset. Then I moved into a supply chain role, helping do a lot of lean and Six Sigma on our supply chain, help start up manufacturing uh, center in Canada as well as Brazil. Mm. And then I moved into a sales role. It's technically a commercial role, but it's really kind of like a, a technical selling type role. It's a very consultative sales process in the mm -hmm. industry I'm in. And uh, then I was in a projects and services role, which is really about execution. 
um, getting uh, large industrial scale equipment moved all over the world and put into the ground. And ultimately it came back into, um, and one of the roles I fell in love with was this essentially this technical sales role, which I've been in um, for, I guess really it's been for, for the past five years. And uh, I work with some of our biggest customers in, uh, in the world in that. Um, I spent a lot of time in Chicago, I'm in Canada um, with some frequency and you know, I have an occasional trip to Europe or Asia, but um, yeah, usually in the northern region is where I tend to be. It's such an exciting sort of story arc, right? From You took us from where you were thinking about coming back to business school, transitioning out of service into more civilian life and the role of business school in that, selecting GW because it's sort of in the center of it all, really, mm -hmm. in the kind of industry that you really wanted to to work in and then really being a leader among your student class to help co-craft and put together a curriculum that really set you on this platform for, blush. <laughs> for this just incredible, um, incredible accomplishment. And what I think is really special about everything that you've done is that you've now taken the time out to travel from home all the way back to, to campus and share your knowledge and your expertise and your time with our new incoming Global MBA class. You remember doing roundtables before when you were here, right? You, you know, when you, when you're a GE, you age in dog years. So I think it's been, you know, <laughs> it's been almost 40 years since I've been at, at GW and, in GE years. But yeah, I do remember coming to campus and not really knowing which way is north because mm -hmm. anyone knows who's spent any time here. Uh, the grid system is patchy <laughs> and, and uh in especially uh in northwest so uh yeah you know i i i'm happy to be here um it's amazing what you can do with your phone and your computer just yep. to be able to kind of do it and anything anywhere so um you know i've got my phone in my pockets on vibrate <laughs> but uh you know I'm, I'm still technically on the clock but yeah i'm i'm glad to be here and to help however i can well, we are really very fortunate. I think there are several students in this class interested in uh, interested in GE, interested in renewables. So it's, I think we're going to have a really rich conversation in our um, discussion roundtable event tonight. So kind of looking back at this uh, incredible story, if you were to pick sort of one moment, your GWSB proud moment, what would it be? So there's a lot to choose from. I'll choose one that many people may have not known about while I was here, but uh, one of the things that's really cool about being in business school in DC at GW is you've got so many things that you could potentially spend your time doing. And one of the things I did through the Net Impact Club um, was I could serve on a board of a local nonprofit. It's called DC Greenworks. I think they're still around. And they help train um, people. Um, to mostly do green roof installation throughout DC, which is a huge deal because when there's storm water, water runoff, um, it puts an unfortunate amount of pollution into the river and there's a large amount of cost uh, when you pave surfaces in cities. And when you make your roof a green roof and you do it at scale, essentially you reduce the stormwater discharge from the city. So they're a wonderful nonprofit. They had a, um, an architect who was kind of the, the person who was in charge, and they had a, a wonderful group of um, uh, board members that really kind of represented every aspect of D.C. and sustainability in general. And I had the pleasure to um, serve on the board for, I think it was about six to nine months, 
and we made a project out of it in my marketing class, and um, it was a great opportunity to you know combine school and something I was doing outside school, and um, my student colleagues helped put this marketing plan together for DC Greenworks, and we were able to actually deliver something that was meaningful to this organization. So that was a fun, you know, example of what I think was special about being here, and I was proud to serve on, on that board. Well, what a great, what is a great story. Uh, we are really, we are GWSB proud because of students and alumni like you. Thank you for everything that you've contributed to the school, and thank you for spending time with us today. Of course. Thanks, Liesl. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening today. Shout out for music credit to Plantain Poppy, also known as Michael Ferrier, GW Class of 2020. See you next time to learn more ways we are GWSB proud. Shaking the nipples when the team come through. Had the hell to the buff, hell to the blue. Shaking the nipples when the team come through, come through. Cheetah, what it mean to me? Capital, go and make that history. I got a couple scholars to the left of me. Buff and blue, so you know they need not that for me.